Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, one comedian doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. This is Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians talk about and read scripts to movies they wrote that they have never seen. Today I have a very special guest with me. I'm super excited she's here. She's so funny. You're going to love her. I have Amy Miller. Hi, Kyle. Hello, Amy. And we have a wonderful cast that will be playing parts later. Uh, we have John Michael Bond. Hi. And Daniel Shar. Hello. How is everyone doing today? Good. Uh, and there's just good. like a, an array of animals back here, too, for some reason. Oh, yeah. Well, that... <laughs> Kitties, puppies. Mm -hmm. Fish. We got it all. Yeah. It's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get to the script that you wrote today is is The Shining. You've never seen The Shining. No. And you said you're not a fan of horror movies. Um, Some horror, but I don't really like Kubrick. Okay. And when I became an adult, I realized that I don't have to pretend to like stuff that's unpleasant. Yeah. So you've never watched The Moon Landing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find that unpleasant. Yeah. Okay. It's just Kubrick. <laughs> I gotcha. Um. So we. So you. <laughs> that's a nice thing to be able to weed out of your life is is you don't have to put up with things you find unpleasant. Oh, it's the best part of being an adult. You don't have to like just watch stuff so you can talk to people about it. You can just not talk to people. <laughs> that is a the struggle that led to this podcast. Yeah. Is me lying about having seen The Wire for years. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Just go on Wikipedia. I have. Why I mean, did I, you feel the need to lie? Because you were in your 20s. I still am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. So I st I'm still full of lies <laughs> until June. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, it's actually until July. That was a lie. No, it's it's June. Um, so I just, I the, the way that people talk about movies and the, have you seen this? Did you see this? This is streaming. What is, there's more streaming services than I know now. Yeah. And it's it, a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to keep up with stuff. But you can just say, no, I haven't seen it. This isn't. 
What if you're empowering me so much I end the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I like, have never thought about it this way before. And then like, you just walk away or compliment something someone's wearing. I think we have different coping <laughs> mechanisms. <laughs> Yours is to just be honest and say no. Mine is to formulate an entire existence and book friends to come talk about it. Yes, yes. I'm sorry that you have to be a dude. It's okay. <laughs> there seems to be some perks. Yeah, what are they? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I know what they are. <laughs> I'm glad you figured it out because anything I listed would have been wrong. But I definitely feel less pressure to just like know a lot of facts in every conversation. Then how? It's very freeing. Do you interrupt the person you're on the date with to tell them why they didn't get it? And why they're wrong. Yeah, how do you tell someone what they're wrong about what they like if you haven't seen it all? I'm just super charming. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to we're going to talk about movies and I have some questions for you and then we're going to get to the script and then we might get to a bonus script and then we're going to play a game. So you still haven't seen The Wire? I still have not seen The Wire. Wow. I have I when I first moved to New York, I was living with with a lot of people mm-hmm. and they were all watching it without me <laughs> because I would be out at night. Yeah. And they would come home from work and watch The Wire. And I I think it made me hate The Wire. You just kind of picked up on their conversations. All their conversations, I would be coming, all their conversations were, man, you should watch The Wire. (laughs) I think it's just a good filler. I think it's just, I think that's the new white noise will just be people saying, oh, you, season three's derivative. Like, that'll just be what noise is eventually. Right, right, right. So I I just, and now I don't know why I'm not watching it. It's It's too late. It seems like an undertaking. You don't need to start it. Right. It's, It's just a difficult book for our generation. It's like no one's read Ulysses, but they've all finished The Wire. Oh, like, oh, I can talk about this. <laughs> yeah, so in 2,000 years, they'll be like, well, you know, this is actually based on The Wire. <laughs> It'll just be one Snapchat that's summing something up. I thought it was based on the Bible. <laughs> no, nope, well, The see, Wire. This is what, yeah, if I could have interrupted you before you were done, I could have let you know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I a lot of this came from the fact that I haven't seen a lot of a lot of movies, a mm-hmm. lot of television shows, but I have seen some bad movies and television shows four times. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true for all of us. And so the the what I want to ask you first is is what is the the classic? It can be a television show, it can be a movie. The one that you haven't seen that that people be like, well, you haven't. I've never seen Schindler's List, and yeah. that's definitely something that's like, why would I watch it now? You know, <laughs> yeah. like what Saturday night snuggled in at home. Am I going to be like, you know what I want to do? Watch three hours of the Holocaust. (laughs) There's no mood you could be in where it would make you not feel worse. Right. I really only want to watch it out of obligation. Not to people who know about movies, but to the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Who I've lived in Hollywood for a year. They know about movies. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I just haven't like found the time or the inclination to sit down and watch it because I didn't see it in the theater. And then just... You know, it was one of those movies that everybody I knew saw, so I kind of just missed the window. Can I let you know how happy I am that you didn't choose it to write the script of for the show? (laughs) I know. I really thought about it, and there was just no way to make it funny. (laughs) Hey, uh, would you mind punching up my script before this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, it would have been poor timing. Yeah, so you've never seen... I watched it in a film class. Yeah. And even then it felt like the teacher was like, okay, we're going to put the, it's good. And, you know. Right. And I do force myself to watch things like that sometimes, like war films or like documentaries about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. 
Part of the reason I don't watch horror, like I'm more likely to just watch true life horror, you know? There is like an overwhelming <laughs> amount of, do you want to watch a two hour movie about a murder or nine hour documentary yeah, about a murder? Exactly. And that, so I don't watch stuff like Kubrick because it's just, uh, it makes me uncomfortable and I don't enjoy it. So if I'm going to be uncomfortable already, I'll just watch the true horrors of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone wrote The Jinx, you'd be like, this is too much. No yeah, one would behave like this. Probably. Yeah. But if it's, yeah, if it's a real person, I'm definitely in. So I don't know. I might get around to Schindler's List like, over the Christmas season or something. <laughs> okay. Well, you could call it the holiday season if you're going to watch Schindler's List. But... Well, we're saying Christmas now. It's just you, in, episode, so. just you in line at Starbucks screaming about cups holding. <laughs> I'm watching Schindler's List on your Wi-Fi. This is a good idea. I should watch it in public or on a plane. <laughs> in the middle seat of an airplane watching Schindler's Do you guys want me to turn captioning on? <laughs> With no headphones, I'll be that person. <laughs> With the audio playing. <laughs> this is sad. Did you guys hear about this? <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? Then you're just the person who wedges Schindler's List into conversation. That is what I would do. That's part of the reason I never catch up on those movies that everyone's seen because then I want to fucking talk about it. Yeah. And people are like, "It's." I talked about it a long time ago. We're done now. Yeah. Yeah. People are like we saw it. You know. It's 20 years ago. Yeah. It came out in theaters. Here's my other fear about watching it. I love Liam Neeson, and I feel like I would maybe be a little bit aroused during Schindler's List. (laughs) And so I can't take myself down that road. Like, I I think he's, like, one of the most attractive actors. And so imagine him younger and as fit as he's ever been. Yeah. See? Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm already feeling something. Sure. <laughs> this is why, once again, I say watch it on a plane. <laughs> She's gone to the restroom five times. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So no Schindler's List. No, that's what, two and a half hours of your life that has never been found. Yeah, I'll do it. You'll be the first person I call. Thanks. <laughs> During the whole movie. Stay on the line. Every t- yeah. Do you mind listening to me watch this? <laughs> you probably would. I would. I just want to see what happens. Here, I want to hear what you see what happens. You need friends in L.A. <laughs> God. <laughs> that was off the air discussion. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're so right. I would even, if listeners are out there and you live in Los Angeles, <laughs> Kyle, up. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wasn't telling Daniel before the podcast about how I'm going to post on Facebook, does anyone want to be on my podcast? <laughs> Um, okay, so we've never seen Schindler's List. If you had to say, what is the worst movie you've seen the most? Oh, um, the worst movie I've seen the most. God, there's so many. Okay, so I'll tell you the movie I've seen, I saw in the theater the most times. Okay. And I don't know why to this day. So I want to find how much. I want to. Oh, this, yeah. this overlaps with your other question. Okay, we'll bring it. I'll talk about that later. They don't know what it is yet. <laughs> the Rock. Okay. I saw in the theater five times. <laughs> what? When I was like in seventh grade. You are think about the contribution to inflating Michael Bay box office numbers you have done that have led to where we're at now. I know. I truly have no idea why, and I've seen it more times just on my own. Anytime it's on, I watch it. I mean, I love Nick Cage. Yeah. But what makes like a twelve-year-old girl? <laughs> Did you go with other people every time? It got eerily Almost. quiet in here. <laughs> Almost every time. You went alone? I went alone at least once, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just... I, I 
that stuff all felt very normal to me at the time. But now, if I think about knowing a 12-year-old girl who was like, I've seen The Rock in the theaters five <laughs> times, I'd be like, you need to go to fucking therapy, little girl. <laughs> what would be the equivalent now if she, if you were 12 now? What is the, I've like, Transformers? I mean, that's just... Well, no, because that's at least based on, like, toys, and that's, like, action. <laughs> that's true. This is a straight-up prison escape movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone to the movie theater and watched Prison Break on a portable DVD player yeah. five times. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird little girl. Yeah. I don't know. Did it's the, just so good. Was it the same theater every time? Um. Yes. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So what is, what is it about? You just said it's just so good. I agree with you. I think it's a great movie. Do you I know? Would, like, is it now? I can't tell. I've lost all perspective. It might. It's probably really bad. That's we're why. so far gone on Nicolas Cage irony that we're back around to it just being a thing that everyone appreciates him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was definitely just genuinely appreciating him as a kid. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't. It was just thrilling. I think. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's the that is going to be on Michael Bay's website. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean nobody knows what your next question is. But I grew up in the Bay Area, and also it was like there's like this romance and like fascination with Alcatraz, mm-hmm. where you do kind of always picture um, what it was like to be in that prison because it's just like out there in the middle of the water, and yeah. you like stare at it when you're going over the bridge, and like I would always like picture what life was like on Alcatraz, mm-hmm. and this movie just brought it to life, you know. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Total sidebar, Alcatraz is the best touristy thing in America. It's awesome. It's amazing. I went on a tour when I was in San Francisco, and it's the best. You got to do this. The thing that you associate yeah. that you do, the it, the Statue of Liberty. In right. York, like it's the best touristy thing in, in America. Even because just the boat ride is amazing. It's fun. Um, going over the bay. But were you when you were there and you like lock yourself in the cell, weren't mm-hmm. you like... Oh, man. Which guy would I be at Alcatraz? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, immediately I was like, I would be the pushover. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get anything for anyone. People would forget I'm here. You're not the escape artist? I'm not the escape. I would, if I saw someone else escaping, I'd be like, good for them. I pictured I would be the escape artist. This is probably why I love The Rock so much. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would, like, talk other people into escaping for my own benefit and then follow them out. But oh. not be the one that gets in trouble. So you, you would know? have them do all the legwork and put, yes. like, they would have the, all the risk, and then you would just be like, but I came up with the idea. Of you guys course. dig the hole. Absolutely. Okay. No, I wouldn't even admit to coming up with the idea because I don't want to get in trouble. I just want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you liked The Rock. Yeah. And there's just so many, like, good, like, proclamation you know i mean they're just like standing on the of side of a rock saying- so how many times do you think you've seen it total in your life <laughs> i don't know see now that i'm under the gun i can't remember one line from it because that's yeah because of the pressure it's yeah it's also not known for its writing <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah the lines didn't they didn't stick with me. you you haven't seen the uh what are the, the master class with michael bay screenwriter <laughs> ads on facebook i think i've seen the director's cut of the rock i still can only quote the fuck the prom Ooh. queen line Oh yeah! Let's hear it. That's it. That's uh, I can't even do it exactly. He's like, Something he's about a gonna loser. go home and fuck the prom queen. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's right. He explains the two types of people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've listened to it in so because I just laugh while I'm watching it and I'm just enjoying yeah. it so much. It is. It's. A, it's. I mean, it's great. I wouldn't even say it's bad. Oh well, then I fucked up the answer. That's okay. <laughs> and it's so, a great film. Other than The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yes. You have to say now. Um, what is the the best movie that takes place in the Bay Area? 
Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> so this is hard because uh, I was really trying to come up with something that is based in the East Bay, mm-hmm. which um, doesn't happen too much in an explicit way unless the story takes place there. Like it's Fruitvale Station or something, which, you know, is a great film. So just tons of rewatch value movie. to a movie like that. Yeah. <laughs> I lived it, man. <laughs> um <laughs> It'll be a lot of the time, like... <laughs> I mean, that's like everyone... It is... I love watching people associate themselves with a movie just because it takes place in an area that yeah. they're from, but could not have less to do with the upbringing that they had in that area. No. No. I mean, I mean, I was living in Oakland at that time through all the riots and yeah. stuff, but yeah. I wasn't even saying you. I'm, certainly, I wasn't affected as much as... <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to tell why, though. <laughs> yeah. Um... Great movie. But a lot of times what happens in the Bay, which is true for a lot of cities, I guess, is like no matter where the story is, the Golden Gate Bridge is directly behind you. Oh, sure. Which is not actually That's what life is like. That's a visually there. iconic thing. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like people will shoot an entire movie in Berkeley like um, Twins, for mm-hmm. example. Ah, yes. Uh, or, I know. Or, I, <laughs> I'm glad you, we didn't all say it at once. We were all thinking like <laughs> Twins, for example. Or Made in America. Yeah. Um, but then they'll just say they're in San Francisco and yeah. they're not. So I'm going to go with Mrs. Doubtfire because that also had an impact on me at that time. They came to schools and like tried to audition all the little kids for roles in that movie. I was so hoping you were going to be like, they came to schools and tried to trick us Mrs. Doubtfire style and see who fell for it. It's your substitute uh. teacher. <laughs> just to see if like audiences would buy this. So you know? it's just, like, it just happened to be one of the kids' dads. Yeah, I wish. Just... Um, the, the corpse of my father dressed up like a lady corpse and well, come to my school. I mean, you, you certainly would have been able to pick it out of a lineup. <laughs> That one's definitely my dad. <laughs> um, oh, no, they, he always wore that skin mask. <laughs> they came to our school to try to ca- for casting, and which you know doesn't really like nothing's really shot in the Bay Area. So as close as it is to LA, there's not like you're not like that's a weird thing as a kid to be like someone's coming to try to cast you. Yeah, I didn't get it, which is fine. Um, still, you still might. But I watched that movie like almost every day for a couple of years. Like it's it's just so good. Yeah, Robin Williams is incredible in it. I have not seen it. But he also does live like they live like on Lombard Street or something. Like, yeah. Not only do they live like you know properly. Is that the weavy back and forth? Yeah. Street? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's so crazy when it's in movies and television. It's like oh, you live in the most unaffordable unobtainable place yeah, just you because it's great to look you at. You can barely drive to your house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day when you want to go home. It's a mile or 30 feet as the as the bird flies. But you know, that's Sally Field. She was so demanding. She said, we got to get a house on Lombard Street. Um, yeah, Miss, I'm going to say Mrs. Doubtfire. There's so many to choose from. But that's that's like area with a lot of them to choose Very from. dear to my heart. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately because uh, I've been feeling so bad for Harvey Firestein. <laughs> you said we can switch some of this out in post. <laughs> There's a post to this, right? Oh, we're live streaming this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't know. Well, uh, okay. I, I mean, that's Rob such Williams. a. That's, I mean, he's the best. Yeah, he's the absolute best, and that's such a big. It's a tough place to pick one from. You know, it's not a very. It's not small. It's not. It's a big metropolitan area where they also love to shoot things because it has like yes and there's a a ton of movies shot there but yeah very few that are like specifically in oakland Mm -hmm. that i can think of the pursuit of happiness starring will smith sure 
That's because the guy was from there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'll be the best detail to change. We made you from <laughs> Oakland. We kept everything else. You sleep in the bus station. We don't make your life any better, but we made you from Oakland. <laughs> it just did better in screeners. People related to it more. Can you think of a good Bay Area movie? Guys, Bay Area movies, any any, any loves over there? I, I have no idea. It's like San Francisco, Oakland. Oh, you mean you had no idea from No, movies. I mean, like, I even as a kid growing up watching movies in, like, Tennessee, I was just like, oh, it's California. Like, yeah, that's all yeah, of California yeah. was California. Yeah. And there was no, there was the, where the Full House took place, and then there was where Beverly Hills Cop took place, and those were both parts of California. That was the two options of California? Yeah. But, I mean, those are the two options of California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Why would you go where the trees and nature are? <laughs> <laughs> where is that movie Dope set? Is that set in Oakland? Uh, according to the poster, near palm trees. Okay. It's somewhere in California. I, know, I it, thought it was in L.A. It might just be L.A. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> well, you've seen it? <laughs> yeah. And you don't even know where it is? One of the few movies I've seen paid no attention to the location. <laughs> Must have really stuck with The place, I don't think, has a huge role in that movie. True. All right. Now, here's a... Do you have one? Uh, I couldn't think of any movies in the Bay. I'm, um, Isn't uh, Hitchcock, is it Vertigo that's in San Francisco? Um, yes. Because he has all those scenes. I There's like Vertigo a couple a lot. Hitchcock movies. And he's got all those scenes. Or is it oh. The Birds? The Birds starts in the Bay Area. The Birds starts in the Bay Area. On the beach. And he's got all those, yeah. By the Golden bridge, Gate By bridge. the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> and I 100% just because it's a thing he wanted to shoot. And it's a guy who uses rear projection for everything. He wasn't even, do- everything was in the studio except let's take this one shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 3. All the new Planet of the Apes. That's all I got. Oh, there uh, we well, go. not the latest one because they finally made it to Oregon. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took them, what, six hours to Caesar, make it to Oregon? Caesar dies on Crater Lake. Well, I haven't seen any of those, shop. but that's cool. I hope, you know. <laughs> I love them. I, we should preface the beginning of this. It's going to be full of spoilers for movies. <laughs> <laughs> because all you did was say a movie and then the ending to it. <laughs> You've seen all of those Planet of the Apes that critics love. Caesar dies in this place. Anyways, we can move on who from just seen, the ending. We could have seen the death of Caesar coming. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I did didn't see it coming. Neither did Caesar. That's why it didn't work out well. He notoriously did not see it coming. He was shot 32 times from by monkeys from behind. So I want to. Um, so this. Think of your favorite movie. This is the next. The next segment. We're moving on. I'm not very good at moving on. Uh, well, the, let's not get into that. that You're doing I don't great. mean like in an, I don't mean like in life. You're a dweller. Um, um, in with segments, and I have all these things we want to do, and we still have these two scripts to get to, and we only have four hours left. And so I want to <laughs> get to. Um, no, we don't. Everyone's scrabbling. Um, is that what it's called? Don't worry. I love that board game. <laughs> Favorite movie to take place in the Bay Area is definitely Scrabble Two. Um, <laughs> think of a movie. Think of a, your favorite movie that predates cell phones. Mm-hmm. That we haven't talked about. Okay. And let's talk about how it would have been different if there were cell phones. iPhones. Like what we have now. Mm. Okay. I don't know why the first thing that comes to my head, because I'm picturing someone actually using a payphone, is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like it would have been a small adventure had he had an iPhone. He's just... Someone just would have posted his bicycle? Uh, Yeah, someone would post his bicycle... Um. But also, like, he's always kind of, like, uh, scrambling to get to a phone to call. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Usually Dottie. And, and he's hitchhiking, you know? 
with convicts. People don't do that. Yeah, he, he wouldn't he'd just have take a lift. Just taking a lift. Um, yeah, maybe even just like give up and get himself a new bike. <laughs> he just goes just on Facebook Marketplace. Sees what's near him. He could Google, is there a basement at the Alamo? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Something save weird about him saying, yeah, save a lot of the trip. So much humiliation. <laughs> he could have Googled, are, are red vintage bicycles pretty cheap at Walmart now? <laughs> he could have yelped that one bar they stopped into because it would have been like, this is for bikers, not Cyclists. Fancy little boys. <laughs> That's what it says on Yelp. Someone this is for would bikers, not fancy little boys. Sure, why but not? But if you check in, you get a coupon. Yeah, or or you'll get a lot of free shots if you do a dance on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> he would have Five already, stars. He would have already read the creepypasta about Large Marge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, creepypasta. He wouldn't have had to go to a theater to jerk off. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> he still nice. would have. He's... Yeah. Steph, he's still a purist, even if he has a cell phone. <laughs> Sometimes it's about the act. Right. It's hard to be a celebrity. I've heard. <laughs> I love Paul I Rubens. End, no, we're going to end the episode with you saying, it's hard to be a celebrity, and that'll be the end of the whole episode. <laughs> we won't even get to the other... They won't I thought the we would parts. get through talking about this great film without someone maligning Paul Rubens, <laughs> you know, the person. The, you, you know, people have notoriously thought they would get through great films around Pee Wee Herman without something happening, <laughs> and unfortunately... <laughs> You're like 23 minutes in, something bad happens. Come on. Stop this. This is juvenile. This is so stupid. He's a wonderful man. This is so stupid. He is. He's a treasure. He's a national treasure. He's a national treasure book of secrets. You're horrible. I think he's great. Okay. I don't You could jack... Isn't it... Aren't you supposed to jack off in those porn movies? Yes, that's what they're but like, for. like, subtly... He wasn't. Why did we all get quiet when he you said that like that? I mean, that's fair. He's just never been a subtle dude, you know, so that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone, someone just recognized him and then ratted him out. I think we someone just really... said the word of the day in the movie and he had to start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep going from the movie. <laughs> the, oh, you, Amy has found the flaw in the conversation. <laughs> I'm a peewee purist. Um, hmm. And. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. I bet you would sell three for a lot of money. <laughs> and then maybe none before the site gets taken down. But those three, you could get some money out of. Uh, I'm a peewee, I'm a peewee purist. I have to remember that for the title of this. All right. Are you so, moving on? Are you segueing right now? We're segueing right now. Okay. Um, that's why. Is okay. this you doing it right now? This is part of it, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Stop mansplaining segueing to me. <laughs> Um, so okay, now we're gonna get into it—the never seen it part of the show. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna do a read. You have never seen The Shining. This will be coming out. Just couldn't be probably further from Halloween. <laughs> it's like we just passed go, and now you have to go all the way back around. But uh, it's okay. you've never seen The Shining. It's it's one of the most famous horror movies. One of the most quoted, notable horror movies. Jack Nicholson. I don't have to tell you. You know. I Everyone think visually, yeah, there, I I couldn't believe how many images were in my head. It's one of those movies. It's a movie you've probably almost seen. Right, yeah. And I could storyboard it, at least. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I mean, you could probably beat out, and yeah, you would know pretty much, if I didn't tell you to only do five or six pages. Yeah. If you actually, you, you know it. It's such a... I feel like I pretty much nailed it. If you've it. seen The Simpsons, you've seen The Shining. Right. Yeah. And, but it's, it's it, this one is more than... Uh, most horror movies like infused in pop culture, mm-hmm. not even just in like horror movie culture. 
And so, so this is your script for The Shining. And if you guys don't know how it works, if you're listening, Amy will be reading the directions, and then we will be acting it out here. And I forgot who was what. I'm sure you guys remember, and I'm pulling it up now, so I remember who I'm supposed to play. And should I be doing, like, Simpsons, Simpsons character voices? I haven't seen the movie. You said it. Yeah, Dan, do a Simpsons character voice. Great, I'll do that. I'm excited for us to all. <laughs> Wait, on hear which it. ones? I guess on all of them. I'll try. I gotta play a. Couple you gotta follow my now. directions no, though in I the will. script. I will. All right, this is uh, <laughs> The Shining has never been seen by Amy Miller. Okay. Johnny enters the lobby of the spooky hotel and looks around. The carpet is old and tattered. The wallpaper is like that kind of floral lilac pattern that might be in an old southern whorehouse or my grandma's bathroom. And there are creepy little kids everywhere. It's like a daycare for sociopaths up in this place. Everybody looks like Macaulay Culkin and The Good Son. An excellent movie about creepy kids. I know he used Hotwire, but I didn't expect this many creepy kids everywhere. Oh well. It's cheap after all, and there's nothing else within miles of here. Guess I will go ahead and check in. Johnny speaks to the hotel clerk, who is a small boy on a big wheel. Johnny has to lean way over the counter to see and talk to him, on account of how he's a small child sitting on a big wheel. Hello? I'd like to check into this hotel. It's so snowy outside. I I hope nobody gets buried in that snow up to their shoulders. Especially me. (laughs) The big wheel kid looks directly into the camera as if Johnny's character has just done some foreshadowing. Now the audience knows that someone is going to get buried in that snow, and it is most likely this dude, Johnny. (laughs) Oh, you'll be fine. This is a great hotel. It's perfect. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Nothing weird has ever happened here. I'll just need to see some ID and a credit card. The room has already been paid for on Hotwire. The card is just for incidentals, like if anything is broken in the room, like if the door has a hole in it or there's blood on the wall. We're going to charge you. (laughs) Here you go. Hey, do you guys have NBC in the rooms? I love to watch The Tonight Show. That Ed McMahon is so great. I actually named after Johnny. Oh, great. Well, you're all set, Johnny. Here is your complimentary stabbing knife. These Hotwire gold status perks are crazy. (laughs) Johnny crosses the lobby and presses a button for the elevator. As he enters the elevator, he notices a sullen-looking creepy child in a bellhop's outfit. Which floor, sir? Uh, First floor, please. Sir, would you like... What is that? Oh, I told him he could he could throw sound effects and cool music in if he wanted. And I wasn't going to tell you guys, but it came in so hot. What if only you were hearing it? I know. It came in so hot. We've been hacked. All right, we have our we have our bell. Let's do the this creepy bell hop again. Oh, my God, this is By incredible. the way, the, you, you nailed this because the bellhop kid is supposed to speak in a low, spooky voice like he's inhabited by the ghost of a much older man. <laughs> Which floor, sir? Uh, the first floor, please. Sir, would you like any help with your luggage or for me to carry your complimentary stabbing knife? I like the way it feels in my little tiny hands. Uh, no, I'm okay, kid. Hey, is there a bar in this hotel? Oh, yes. We have a wonderful bar. It's just on the first floor where you're staying, which is the only floor. (laughs) 
Frankly, I'm not even sure why we have an elevator. Johnny exits the elevator on the first floor and walks down a flowered hallway to his room. As he approaches the room door, he notices there's a huge hole in it. Johnny reaches his arm through the hole in the door to turn the knob from the inside. Why would they give me a room with a big-ass hole in the door when that creepy clerk kid on the big wheel just told me I'd have to pay for any damages to the room? Fucking hot wire! Hey, look at this, though. This is pretty fun. <laughs> Johnny sticks his face through the hole and peers back and forth down the hallway. This is pretty fun. Eyes darting wildly. He's hoping someone's there to see this hilarious goof. He notices a couple of little girls. They're hey. twins! Here's Johnny! The twins don't react. I said, here's Johnny. Johnny removes his face from the hole in the door, opens it, and walks into the hallway to address the creepy twins. What's the matter, girls? You don't like Carson? Did you know he also does magic? And I mean, when he gets together with those little animals, it's a real gas. He'll be like, is there a marmoset on my head? I predict that while Letterman will come close, no late night talk show will ever have the pure charisma. Oh, shit. All right. I the, the quotes, voice. John. I know. I, I missed the bad vision. Sorry. Is that a marmoset on my head? <laughs> yeah, let's take it from marmoset. God, yeah, we can, we can edit. <laughs> this is important. I'm sorry for the beginning of the line. This is uh, an artistic choice that I'm making. Uh, what's the matter, girls? You don't like Carson? Did you know he also does magic? And I mean, when he gets it together with those little animals, it's a real gas. He'll be like, is there a marmoset on my head? I predict that while Letterman will come close, no late night talk show will ever have that kind of pure charisma ever again. <laughs> a marmoset! Johnny is laughing uncontrollably, <laughs> but in kind of a sinister way. <laughs> wow, you take notes really well. <laughs> the twins don't react. They just keep standing shoulder to shoulder in this hallway. They're both wearing Alice in Wonderland costumes. Johnny figures they must be Disney cosplayers. Where are you from? I'm from Hollywood, California. <laughs> I came to this creepy-ass snow hotel in what is probably New England so I can have some peace and quiet for once. So tired of that Hollywood traffic. Say, do you girls know where the bar is around here? First floor. Hey, thanks. You got any recommendations on what to order? I'm usually kind of a whiskey guy. Sometimes maybe a nice Moscow mule or a hot toddy if it's cold out. <laughs> and boy, is it cold out. I hope nobody gets stuck in that snow. <laughs> the twins both look directly into the camera so the audience knows that they know that this is foreshadowing. <laughs> so, uh, you got any suggestions for what cocktail to order? Red, Red rum. <laughs> well, I've... Well, I've had green beer and yellow snow, <laughs> but I can't say I've ever had red rum before. Is it good? Red rum. <laughs> oh, nice harmony. Johnny looks behind where the twins are standing at the wall in the hotel hallway and notices that these crazy kids have written something on the wall. Damn. Y'all love that cocktail so much. <laughs> You've gone and written red rum all over the walls. You're going to have to scrub that off before you get yourself in trouble. What is this, paint? Is that a water-based paint? Or is that ketchup? You girls have made a real mess of this hallway. The twins skip away back to their room to change into another Disney-type outfit. Johnny saunters down the hallway towards the bar. He's still carrying his complimentary stabbing knife and likes how much swagger it gives him to have this dope <laughs> knife that was free. <laughs> 
Johnny enters an empty bar and looks around. There's nobody in there. And then a voice says, Hey, mister, what do you have? Johnny looks confused about why someone is talking, but he doesn't see anybody. Johnny approaches the bar, knife in hand, and peers over it. A creepy little bartender kid is watching a glass. Somehow, he has a full mustache. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sheesh. Can this place find any adults to work here? You're not even supposed to be serving alcohol, kid. I mean, this hot wire deal was good, but I don't want to break any laws. What do you have, uh... Red rum? Sheesh, why does everybody talk or say it like that? I mean, yeah, sure. I'll try one, I guess. The creepy bartender kid mixes a drink up for Johnny, looking him directly in the eyes while shaking the drink vigorously. I mean, this kid really never breaks eye contact with Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing he can even see what he's doing. It's like the opposite of a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. One red rum. (laughs) Johnny throws a $5 bill down on the counter, which is probably too much for a cocktail in a small town in the early 80s. But hey, what the hell? He's on vacation. Plus, he got a free knife. Johnny slowly sips the red rum drink, suspicious. Suddenly, he's out of his mind. It's like the drink had poison in it, and it's making him go crazy. You could have sat on the slide whistle until right then. I know. I, really, I should have read ahead. You could have sat on apologize. it until right then. I do apologize to everyone. What, should we do it again? Uh-huh. And it's making him go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny walks around the bar, approaching the creepy bartender kid who's turned away from him, pretending to punch tips into the credit card reader, but actually just texting on an iPhone like bartenders are always doing when they want to ignore you. Johnny stabs the bartender kid right in the back with his stabbing knife. I'm from Hollywood, bitch! Blood is spraying everywhere. The bartender's body falls to the floor. He's dead. Eyes open. His full and glorious mustache soaked in blood. Johnny hops onto the elevator to go to the first floor. While inside the elevator, he stabs the bellhop kid. No! (laughs) Don't stab me, I'm just a child. Oh no, he had the red room. I'm dead now. so sad. <laughs> Johnny is ready for a massacre. He runs into the lobby. He gets out of the elevator. <laughs> gets back in the elevator. And then he's standing in the elevator. <laughs> and then he gets back and then he gets out. <laughs> Johnny runs into the lobby and stabs the front desk clerk. He's stabbing couches, he's stabbing chairs, he's cutting up the old carpet. <laughs> and suddenly he remembers the twins. Johnny takes the elevator to the first floor, stepping over the limp little bloody body of the bellhop kid and gets out. He's face to face with the creepy twins. They're wearing snow white dresses now. We, we see you fed the red, red You're dead meat, you creepy Disney fucks. <laughs> Johnny lunges toward the twins, stabbing knife in hand, and runs down the hall at top speed. The end of the hallway looks like a normal wall, but is it? Just as he's approaching the twins, they separate quickly in a sly cartoon avoidance move. He stumbles. <laughs> there we go. 
<laughs> he stumbles between them, flailing, and falls through the wall at the end of the hallway, which was apparently just a decoy wall, <laughs> decoy wall all along. That's really hard to say. Who wrote this crap? <laughs> um, apparently just a decoy wall all along. Have a nice trip, mister. Johnny falls into the snow and directly onto his own stabbing knife. As he is buried shoulder deep in the winter snow and slowly bleeding out, Johnny loses consciousness. His head falls. Here's... Johnny! (laughs) The end! What is this music? <laughs> back in the elevator. It's back in the elevator. I gotta say, uh, you nailed it. Yeah, One. it was beautiful. Um, what is that movie about? Do you tell me now? or We could talk about it if you want. I think what you... I'm so curious. Uh, you definitely nailed how Kubrick would write a script where he would always say things like, could you believe it's going to go down like this? Yeah. And things like that. He was big on that in his exposition. Felt, felt sort of like if uh, Shane Black wrote uh, The Shining. <laughs> yeah. You mean the dialogue? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This is just because he kept yelling, I'm from Hollywood, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shane Black. This is a huge compliment. Um, things that definitely happened. Uh, well, his name's not Johnny. But he says, here's Johnny. Yes. Yeah, he does say, here's Why Johnny. Why does he say that? Because Johnny Carson was a television program that was on at the time. But that was popular. is he like going out of his mind? Yes. Yeah. Does Jack Nicholson kill people? He, Does he kill? Uh, the, it's the one. No, the, no, he lives. Or, no, or is he, there a murderer in the hotel? No, Jack Nicholson goes crazy yeah, and he's he the possessed. bad guy. But there's also like ghosts. Oh, I didn't know about the ghosts. Yeah. It's it, like the bartender's a ghost. It's like the ghosts net Wait, him until he tries to kill his family. There's really a bartender in this movie? Yeah, yeah, that you nailed. There's a bartender <laughs> yeah. that he alone goes to while he's going crazy. Whoa! That only he can see. Yeah. That only he can see. That's fucking crazy. And he can only see this one because he was a little kid, but... I yeah. just got that from Red Rum. So what's Red Rum? Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> It's murder backwards. Oh! <laughs> I yeah, so it's it red rub because cocktail. there's some rooms with mirrors. Oh my god! I can't believe it. I know. I thought that, that he goes to a bar. I don't oh. know what's more impressive that you never. The Red Room murder thing never came across. No. Or that you came up with it being a drink. And that's incredible writing. <laughs> and it still came up and ended in murder. And it still ended in murder. Thank you. That's, uh, that's great. I just know, like, when I check into a hotel, I try to find out where the bar is. So I was, like, putting myself in Johnny's shoes. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I will tell... Uh, <laughs> it's so funny that you just wrote red rum as a drink. I don't know how they don't do that on, like, Halloween at bars. Oh. I'm sure someone has. Wow. No, I have... I can't think... I don't... I think you might have honestly came up with it. Well, oh, I'm going to do it this Halloween, yeah. which is over by the um, time everyone's hearing this. I would say, if, if this isn't... It's scary, but not a, that much of a horror movie. But it's a good mm-hmm. movie. Does he have his own children? He is there with his son. Yeah. And that's and the wife. kid on the big wheel or whatever? Yes. Yeah. And he's just like riding around the and hallways. the twins are ghosts. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Then there's a furry. Yeah, and then there's like just some very bizarre, like a not really explained stuff that's good and scary. Yeah. Mm. So I haven't really explained like why the ghosts would be taking that form. It's like a bunch of avant-garde artists died at the hotel and were like, we're going to scare them, but make it kind of confusing. But it was the artist party and the photo and stuff like that. Is it? And then you also, there's weird Mm. 
it's it's good. It, Why does it, he stab through the door? To get to his wife. Yeah. To save her or hurt her? Uh, kill her, her with the axe yeah, that he's her. chopping through the door with. Oh, he has an axe. Yeah. Yeah. That was close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you came up with red rum independently as a drink. Nothing else is anything that matters. I think it was good. Yeah. I gotta see that now. The elevator music was great. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Um, so sticking with with the horror. Oh wait, and, one and more question. One more I'm qu- so sorry oh, no, to interrupt that's you. All the questions. Why is he staying at the hotel? He's working on a novel, and he wanted to go get away so he could work on it. He gets hired oh. as like the manager of the. And hotel. And then he's like, yeah. So they're like, like well, the you're caretaker. gonna off season the in the winter in Colorado. They're like, you stay here. Colorado. He's the caretaker of the hotel. <laughs> Not New England. In, when no one's there. But it's like, you know, it's a creepy place where it's a bunch of white people. But he, um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but he does. <laughs> Someone just like, yeah, now they've been listening this but whole time. But the story <laughs> is true. It doesn't end where it's like, ooh, this was just the scary novel he's working on and none of this really happened. No, nah. it's it's real. It's okay. real horror stuff. That's good. Yeah. And you, you have how he died pretty close. Really? Yeah. Why is he in that he, snow? He's there's like a big hedge labyrinth outside, and he chases his kid through the hedge labyrinth. <gasps> and the kid uses the kid uses like his magic powers to like bury him in snow. And then also there's a miniature version of the hedge maze that also has real life happening in it. Yeah. Whoa! I was so close. Yeah. He died outside in the snow. Honestly, skip the Kubrick version. Just watch the Steven Weber made for TV movie. No, I want to watch the Amy Miller version. <laughs> Me too. We can make this. <laughs> we got a camera. We can find some kids you can stab. Like, it'll be great. Oh, I know some kids. They're slow. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good in mazes. <laughs> um, it's great. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So I have this script. For, I've never seen The Exorcist. And it's this show has made me realize I've never seen any of my mom's favorite movies. Whoa, your mom loves and The she Exorcist? she loves The Exorcist. What? I've never seen it either, and I almost wrote this one. What yeah. else is on that list? Um, what was what did I do the at the last one? Almost every... Oh, Miracle on 34th Street I've done before, and that's her favorite movie. Uh-huh. And... Jaws. Jaws. I had never seen, and, and she loves that movie a lot. Those are three that I remember her talking about. Maybe that's why I didn't see them. Yeah. Because mm, so, it's as if you've seen them already. Right. And so this is The Exorcist. Uh, how it's very visual, so this will play well in the medium that we're utilizing. <laughs> um, uh, who, who wants to? I'll just be the daughter. Uh, I'll be the narrator or the the stage. I'll notes. be mom. All right. Obviously, I'll be I'll be uh, daughter. And Dan, you want to be? Uh, I'll actually, Dan Daniel, you be daughter. Okay. Amy, you be mom. There's John Michael, priest. you do the stage directions. Yeah. And I will be the other characters. Priest and dad. And one other one, but I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. All right. This is so. This is the Exorcist that I've never seen. <clears throat> a young mom is sitting on the floor with her daughter. Daughter is wearing pajamas that have a loose neckline. A lot of head movement potential. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a town just big enough to be progressive enough to have a young mom raising a daughter on screen in 1973, but small enough to where later the family calls a priest instead of the cops. Their dad is around somewhere. Gosh, I'm bored. What do little girls do when they're bored? Hmm. Both think about what is appropriate for an 11-year-old girl to play with you past the time. I'll check the closet for something that is made for children to play with. Mom opens the closet and begins shifting through it, pulling out each object as she names it, then tossing it aside. Hmm. Shoots and ladders? No. Settlers of Catan? What do we look like, a craft brewery? No. A Barbie doll? It's 1973, but no. 
Hmm, bag containing wooden stakes and garlic and silver bullets. Nah. Oh, here we go. The children's toy everyone loves. A Ouija board. Mom pulls the Ouija board and blows... Or pulls the Ouija board out and blows dust off the top like they did when they found the Jumanji board in the movie Jumanji. <laughs> we have the same writing style. <laughs> I don't Just know a how we of idiots. S- slowly reveal the dumber movies we've spent our lives seeing throughout them. <laughs> Fuck yeah, kids love Ouija boards. How could this go wrong? Mom and daughter sit down and open the Ouija board and place the Ouija board eye thingy on the board. Suddenly, All of the candles or lights or whatever technology they use at this time start to flicker. A gust of wind blows through the room. A wolf howls. LOL, WTF was that? Who knows? I wouldn't worry about it. What should we ask? I have an idea. Mom addresses the Ouija board. Oh, great beyond. Is there anything I should be afraid of? The board's eye suddenly starts to move. Mom and daughter are both startled. Are you moving it? No. Are you? No! They begin to spell out the answer in unison. M Y B U T T. They pause. My butt? This is a classic burn from the great beyond. <laughs> they both laugh. Oh, ghost. <laughs> Uh, did you add a, like a sarcastic laugh track to the podcast? It's a crazy ghost. He's a goofer. Oh, man. Um, as I was just going to say, you ask it something now. Daughter thinks about it. Hmm. Dear Ouija board, I bet you can't possess me with a demon. Mom and, <laughs> Mom and daughter laugh. <laughs> and laugh. And laugh. Well, I'm going to go grocery shop. Okay. Mom leaves. Daughter is sitting alone. She pulls out an abacus or whatever and starts playing. Suddenly, the lights begin to flicker again. Then they go dark. Some scary noises happen, like wind and trees and that sort of stuff. (laughs) Still dark, the front door flies open. In comes Demon, which is some pretty bad makeup over a mask. Runs in. (laughs) Daughter screams. Time to get possessed! I, I should have made it a choice. Demon. I didn't make a single choice there, and I'm sorry. I, I forgot like that, that was, was a really up. strong choice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't make a choice. It was wrong, but I made a choice. Time to get possessed. Time to get possessed. It sounds like the beginning of a Bravo show. <laughs> Ghost hunters, but with gay guys. Bob Fosse's The Exorcist. Uh, demon jumps down daughter's throat and disappears. Daughter is now possessed. She's all crappy looking. Her face looks like one of those dirt cups you used to eat growing up. Mom and dad enter. Mom is carrying grocery bags. Were you eating a lot of dirt cups, Kyle? Just, I don't want to talk about that. You you know those cups of dirt we were all definitely eating. I think I was trying to project that everyone had my childhood. I just thought it was like Oreo, Oreos with like right. pudding. Yeah, dirt cups. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, honey. I ran into your dad in the front yard. He was just standing there, and now we decided to both come back inside, and oh my god! Daughter's head begins spinning around and around and around, and some goopy shit is flying out. It is a giant mess. What is happening? She's possessed! Call the cops? I'll do one better. I'll get someone down here who can really help kill our daughter. <laughs> dad runs to the landline. Dad, daughter's head is still spinning and spinning and shooting stuff out of her mouth. 
I swear this was probably scary when the movie came out. Sure, it's no Jumanji, but people back then thought aliens invaded when they heard a radio broadcast on Halloween once. Wait, what year was that? Stop narrating so much. Daughter sprays the narrator with the shit from her mouth. The head spinning never stops. Hello, Mr. Priest? Please come ASAP to our house. Our daughter is possessed. Priest runs inside. Great news. I was already in the neighborhood cruising for some little... <laughs> sounds the same as the dad. I think he sounds more like a demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great news. I was... <laughs> I was already Ned in the, Flanders. I was, I was already in the n- neighborhood cruising for some little uh, bo- um, god, cruising for some god, and I took your call on my car phone. Okay, let me take a look at her. Priest starts inspecting mom. It's not me. It's her. Mom points at daughter, whose head has been spinning in circles the entire time. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Priest takes a moment to inspect the situation. Okay, I know how to stop her. We need to stop the spitting, and she'll clog up and explode. But how? Damn it. <laughs> As the casting led to that blunder. <laughs> the easiest way would be to throw ping pong balls at her and to make one in her mouth, and then she'll clog up and explode, like I said. Mom pulls ping pong balls out of a grocery bag. Thank God. I have some ping pong balls right here. I got them to play beer pong with my daughter. Rip them open, honey. Everyone starts trying to throw ping pong balls in the mouth of the daughter, whose head is continuously spinning, and she is spitting as much as she can. Eventually, when someone actually makes one... Daughter cannot spit anymore. She chokes and then, boom, she explodes. Demon is left exposed from inside daughter. Priest pulls out a gun and shoots demon. Did I not use the word the a single time in this script? <laughs> I don't think so. I hear it out loud. We had to bleep it. De- demon is talking to daughter it is head. It sounds like you translated it from <laughs> yeah, like, another I think, language. I think for your first Well, English I wrote it in speech. Sanskrit to be authentic. <laughs> there. There. I, damn it. There. No more demon. Phew! Phew! Wait, is my daughter dead? Blackout. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah. I don't know, has anyone seen it? A fine movie. Uh, it's close. It's close? Yeah, everybody hugs at the end and there's a musical number. But Does otherwise... the girl die? Uh, no, she makes it. The priest dies. Are there really mm. ping pong balls? Uh, no, that's a remake that happens. You don't want to see, but yeah. Oh, in the new Exorcist they use ping pong balls? No, there's... The Sexorcist. There's a Sexorcist that has ping pong balls. Oh. Really? That wasn't what I was going for. And you've seen it? I haven't seen don't the Don't pretend like you haven't seen the sexorcist, Kyle. I haven't. I can't. I can't afford that. That sounds a, that's a pay website all the way. <laughs> that's the nice... If you, if you just watch the preview, they cut out all the porn and just show you the plot parts. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is a really good pro tip. <laughs> Am I the only person in this building who hasn't heard of the sexorcist? You ever heard of Repenetrator? No. That's another terrible one that I had to watch for work. For what movie? Reanimator. Ah, uh, yes, the movie with which we're all familiar. It's a, it's a hit from the 80s. <laughs> Reanimator would be a good one to do. Okay. Well, there's our, those are our scenes, and now we end the show with this game that is one of my favorite things. It, it doesn't really have, I guess the game would be called Guess What Movie My Dad Is Explaining Based... Guess What Movie My Dad Is Describing Based On Having Just Watched the Trailer. Mm-hmm. Great name. And so he's never seen any movies. Succinct. Yeah, we're we're trying to make it into a anagram, <laughs> and or we have a mnemonic device to remember it. Uh, please excuse my dad's aunt. Seriously, he watched the movie trailers, um, and so he watched a movie trailer for movies never seen, which is all of them. He hasn't been to a movie theater since Space Jam. That's real. He doesn't go to them. That was the last one, though. That's the last one. He's I like, mean, I'm granted, done. it was when it was I've a re-release last week. Uh, Cartoons are playing car- basketball when now. It, when it's not going to get better, it's not going to get better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's seen Schindler's List. <laughs> it was a double feature, and so he. <laughs> I saw Bill Murray when he was honest. Never again. 
<laughs> That's why I'm worried about seeing Space Jam is I get aroused by Bill Murray and I don't want to, you know. Thank you. that movie. So this is, I'm going to play, this is an action. So my dad, would, there's these movie trailers and then you write down thoughts on them and then he would read those back. And, and these so are new movies? These are, no. These are just oh, okay. all sorts of movies. Okay. And you have to guess what movie my dad is describing based on the trailer that he hasn't seen. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most inside baseball anything could ever get. That was just for me and you. Um, All right. So here's one, and and I think, Daniel, you know this one, so don't don't guess in here. Oh, my God. So this guy just hears some voice. Are you doing okay? I told you I was doing his voice. I love your dad so much. Oh, my God. All right. We're starting this over. Oh, my God. So this guy just hears some voice. Raise your hand if you want to only friend, I guess. I think he has a hearing aid and just does whatever the voice in his head is telling him to do. I think he met the voice in his head in an elevator. Is this quantum leap? And he talks some with a real-life version of her. A man with a mustache (laughs) falls in love with a voice in his head. Okay. That's it? That's it. What? Do you have a guess? No. It's her? It's her. Okay. It was her. Oh, just so you man. Can... Falls in love with a mustache. Falls in love <laughs> it was with the a mustache. voice in his head. <laughs> yeah, and the elevator also, I think. <laughs> he doesn't, like, mention <laughs> a device hit. of any kind, which is what's He weird. said that they have a hearing aid. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even see in her. I just vividly remember that mustache. <laughs> that was really what gave away. All what right. a gift. We're going to do We're gonna do three today. Okay. We're not normally going to do three, but we're going to do three today. Hell yeah. Are we ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's black and white, and Brad Pitt is in a hotel. Okay. No, it's not black and white. Now Brad Pitt has one of those old cameras. He remembers his wife and now has to do something with her. He's chasing someone with a gun. There's a shifty guy with a mustache in his car telling him what to do. It's her. Everyone seems to be telling him what to do while he shuffles old photos around in his hand. He's trying to write on them. He has some bad tattoos and he doesn't know who he is. Okay, can you just answer one question for me? Is it Brad Pitt? I can't answer any questions for you. I feel like it's not Brad Pitt. Is okay. it Memento? So it's <laughs> Memento, and it's not Brad Pitt. Oh, man. It's also, as we found out, not black and white. Oh, man. No, Why is this not segment not its white. own podcast? <laughs> I could listen to four hours of that. For oh. real. That is so funny. It's, every time he just says, all right, I lose my <laughs> Okay. I okay. like just the strong guess, like, yeah. that he's like, that's Brad Pitt. He doesn't say, I think. No. He just knows it. Oh, good God. <laughs> All right. 
He probably thinks every white actor under 50 is no, Brad Pitt. Guy Pierce looks a lot like Brad Pitt. He does. Kind of. Isn't black and white? <laughs> no, it's okay, not. It's not, not in black in and white. white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not. All right. Oh, this is our pressure. last one. Okay. I think this is the only episode we're going to do three. This one, I don't think anything's going to beat Memento, so I don't want you guys to, but this one is, is fun, too. Okay, another trailer with those shaker instruments. This general stick. Did you pick that up? Do you want to do that again? Another trailer with those shaker instruments. Are you crying? <laughs> so stupid. I am. Okay, another trailer with those shaker instruments. It means this Mexicans. No, it doesn't. store employee has a nice shirt. So is the other guy's denim jacket. I'm not sure they are actually Frandos. All right, so there's the mustache man. And he's got some money. And his wife has a bad feeling. Can you guys hear? Can you hear my dog like rolling around on the floor in the background? All right, we'll get back to sorry. And he's got some money. And his wife has a bad feeling. This other guy is limping around with some helium. Everyone is looking for one guy or the other guy or both. Maybe they are looking for each other. You know it. Keep your hand up. The whole movie is kind of yellow. Okay, something is definitely going on with the helium. Now they have guns, and he still has the helium. Oh, God. A bunch of quick shots of guns and car wrecks, and now he's hanging out with the mustache man's wife. Oh, I think the rest of it's him figuring out voice memos on the phone. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> you really know it? Is it No Country for Old Men? It is No Country for Old Men. <laughs> what? what? The helium. Yeah. Is, that, is it an oxygen The helium tank? and the mustache man. It's the guy with the... the, the, the he's got the... The, the, the cow cattle prod thing. thing. Yeah, the cow prod. The oh cow, my the bolt. god. Jesus. That's amazing. I've seen too many goddamn movies. <laughs> what, was it helium that gave it away It was the you? limping man with the helium tank. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's, that the movie was very yellow. Oh yeah, yes. that is. Helpful. You know those Coen Brothers. That's I, I. I sort of like I worked at a video store for like six years, so yeah. I'm used to hearing your dad describe a movie oh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's get Samuel Jackson and oh yeah, they. I worked at a lizard six years. <laughs> They always used to be so amazed when you pulled it, and you're like, yeah. no, you're the fifth old guy that tried to tell me what Because you just walk right to the shelf, and you're like, here it is. I once had someone describe a movie as, it's Robin Hood, but with a black friend. <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, that's so good. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. 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 They didn't, I, they, I know, but they didn't, they were, they described... Morgan Freeman as his black friend. Oh, I was thinking you were talking about Dave Chappelle. No. <laughs> that movie holds up, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Thanks for doing the podcast, What a Amy. wonderful day. Thanks, guys, oh, for yeah. coming on and being the cast members here. Daniel, John Michael, thank, thank you, you guys. Uh, everyone have a lovely... Okay. Everyone have a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. It's a good show.